I want you just to open up your heart, all right? Some of you maybe don't know all that's been going on in our kids' ministry, in our youth ministry, in our ministry to the students of independence. And today you're going to get a little, just a little tiny snippet, all right, of what's going on in these areas. And the goal for that is for you to broaden your knowledge of it so that you can pray, so that you can support uh, the leaders. And some of you in here, you may even be like, man, I could totally come along and be a youth leader. I'll tell you this, just as a little plug, so Pastor Leah doesn't have to do it. Our youth ministry is, is growing. We've got lots of boys and girls. We have lots of men, and we need some more men to, to really pour into some of these young men, walk alongside them, encourage them. And amen, right? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So, but some of you in here, you may be like, man, I can volunteer every six weeks or every four weeks, or I can be a part of a rotation. Um, we're called to give our lives away. And uh, some of you in here, man, you have so much wisdom and love that, man, this next generation just needs that. Um, this last year, year and a half, we, we looked at next-gen ministry, and really the Lord dropped this in our heart uh, as to what to do. Um, and it's been really a beautiful thing here at Rockside and with Pastor Rachel being our next-gen pastor and Pastor Leah stepping into the youth ministry role. We're watching God just completely uh, do some really amazing things that he's just getting started to do. And then you're going to hear in a little bit, too, from Keisha Rosado, who's a part of Rockside, who we've been praying and praying for years as Rockside how we can get into the schools here in Independence. And you're going to hear how the Lord has been answering those prayers. So today we get to celebrate. We get to watch answered prayers. We get to hear testimonies of what God is doing in our next-gen ministry. And you are going to love it. Amen? All right, so let's watch this video, and then um, you guys will come on up as you're ready.
technical difficulties. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, Pastor Michelle already introed me a little bit, but I will introduce myself as well. I am Leah Nemetz. I am the youth pastor here at Rockside Church. Um, and we have, if you didn't know, our youth group here, our name is Revive, um, and we meet here every Wednesday at 7 p.m., and that is our ministry to anyone that's here, grades 6 through 12. It's a great time. It's full of energy, full of life. There is nothing I love more than coming here on a Wednesday. It's really great when you get to serve in a space that God has really just filled your heart for, um, and getting to serve these students, which lots of them are here today, is honestly just my my pure joy. Um, so yeah, let me tell you a little bit more about our youth ministry, okay? So in my opinion, youth ministry is such a vital part of not only this church, but the church, because we talk about next gen as a whole. We talk about kids lots of times, but I feel like sometimes we forget about this midsection, these young adults, well, pre-young adults, um, coming into life and, you know, asking these hard questions and needing a space to belong and grow. And that is one of the reasons why we exist, why this ministry exists. Um, Luke 2.52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, in favor with God and men. And our goal is to be able to help these students from birth to graduation reach those spaces. And I get to do that middle school to high school range. And it's really great. Um, and we offer a space for them to belong in community and grow in their faith and their giftings and their talents, offering them a safe space to ask questions, to find mentorship, to have fun and play games and have a space that is Christ-centered, um, but also they get to have fun while learning. We have so much to celebrate uh, here in our youth group, here at our church. Um, one of those things, so we just had um, our fundraiser for our camp camp fundraising stuff. We have opportunities for them to go to camp, which is a great time. It's a week-long opportunity for them to go play games, make memories, seek Jesus, have time with him for themselves. And we were able to raise enough money through our fundraising to give every single student $100 off of their camp scholarship or off their camp prices, which, yes, <laughs> rounds of applauses everywhere. That honestly... Oh, man, I couldn't, I could talk about that all day long, but I will not. <laughs> we also have opportunities for them to go to places like REACH, which is our statewide youth convention, which is basically camp on a micro scale. It's about two to three days. We get to go away, normally to Youngstown now, they're having it, um, and we get to take them with our our group, and it's a really good time for them to, again, have fun and seek Jesus in, in a large setting. Um, we have opportunities for them to learn about Jesus here, opportunities for them to learn different ways how to pray, different ways how to interact with the Bible. Um, and it's not just me doing it, it's also my volunteers, which... 100% so thankful for my volunteers because it is not it is not on one person. Jesus and me, we've got it. We've got things going, but I could do nothing without Jesus and my team. So I am so thankful for them. Um, something else that we're celebrating today is our graduates. We have... We have two graduates this year. We have... Um, yeah, I've gotten to know them a little bit over the past year and a half. When I was serving before, I stepped into this youth role. And then as I stepped into this youth pastorate role, I got to know them a little bit more. And it has been such a joy and an honor. So first up, I'm going to invite, I believe it's Zach, whose who's slide is up. Yep. So Zachary Zuter, if you will come on up, go ahead. Yeah. 
And then also Michael Saka, if you can come up. So, um, I, first off, hi, hello. I'm so glad you guys are here. I really just love you guys so much. Um, so we have some gifts for you today. So if I can have, could you give me those for a second? Thank you. We're going to have some spoilers here in a second. So. Zach. And then Michael. Yes. So I'm going to give you guys some spoilers, okay? You normally give gifts and it's supposed to be a surprise, but I'm about to tell you every content in that bag because it's important, okay? <laughs> so first thing that we have in that bag is a Bible, which let me tell you, it has been such a hard thing for me not to tell them what it was that I got for them because I was so excited about this Bible to give it to them. Um, and, you know, you'd think like a Bible. I know you guys grew up in church and all that, and I'm sure you have a million of them. However, this Bible that I'm holding, it's actually the same Bible that is in your bags, and it is also the one that I received when I graduated from youth group at my church when I was, I was coming out of my senior year. Um, and it has your name on it and everything like that. And this Bible... <laughs> It has been with me through thick and thin. Of all the Bibles that I have, study Bibles, everything else in between, this is the one that has seen the most ups and downs with me. This is the one that I, I, sit, I sat there with tear-stained pages, with scribbles all throughout it, the one that I went to in times of happiness and times of joy and just saw, saw the Lord's guidance through it in spaces that I didn't know where, where I was going and what I was doing. So I really hope that this Bible runs the same for you. Um, so there's a couple things that I want to mention. The Bible, biblically, you know, in Scripture, it says that this is a weapon, right? This is a sword. So I pray that you guys would be able to use this sword as you enter into this next phase of your life, into your adulthood. Um, there is also, I, as I said, your name is on it, okay? And it's not just your name. It's your full name, okay? Um, in the same way that your name is imprinted on this Bible, I really hope that you will take that not only as I'm the owner of this Bible, this is mine, it can no longer be anybody else's because it literally has your name imprinted it on it, but this is yours to own physically and spiritually. So allow these Bibles, allow this tool, allow this weapon to imprint, not only just have your names imprinted on it, but have the words imprinted on yourselves as you head into adulthood. And then the second part, okay, is this, all right, which this, so Roxide, we talk about next gen and we talk about funneling and all of that. You'll hear more, a little more about that, I'm sure. We go from kids to youth to young adults, okay? So this is a golden ticket, all right? And this golden ticket gets you for one of our paid events, one of our paid young adult events, a free admission to that. So you'll just present that on to Pastor Jordan when you're ready for it, you know? Yeah, so I'm really just proud of you guys, like truly. I know I've only been your youth pastor for a microsecond. However, you guys have honestly made such an impression on me, and I'm so excited for what's ahead for you guys, and I know that the Lord's going to use you for big kingdom work. Um, so, okay, I'm going to actually have you guys, one of you guys can stand over here, and then one of you guys can stand over there, and if their families will come up, um, we're just going to take a second to pray over them. Um, yeah, so anyone who wants to come up from their families can come and just to lay hands on them. You guys can go on the floor if you want to. You don't necessarily need to stand on the floor.
there's power in prayer, amen? And there's significance with laying on hands and I think especially just having their families surrounding them, which is awesome that their families get to be here. Um, but yeah, we're going to just give you, give you guys a fresh blessing from us, from your families, from this congregation, if you guys will all agree with us in prayer as well. Um, as we send you off into this new, new adventure on this new path as you begin this new season. So, all right. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today. We pray over Michael and Zach. We thank you for the men that they are, no longer boys, but men. We pray that as they continue into their adulthood, we pray that you would just give them a fresh protective covering of their mind and of their heart, Lord. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would just not allow any type of attack that might try to come against them, whether it's their own mind or something spiritual. I pray that you would allow them to just be able to feel that, that sword, the, the power of the sword that they have and the shield that you put around them. Lord Jesus, I also pray for courage and boldness over them. I pray that they would continue to seek you and stand firm in what they know. They both have such solid foundations in you, Jesus. And I pray that you would continue to allow them to stand firm in what it is that they know, the truth that is in their hearts, the truth that you have woven into their very DNA, Lord. And finally, we just pray a blessing over them in this new season. I pray against any type of anxiety. I pray that they would be able to face head on with such an excitement and enthusiasm. I pray that you would just allow them to enter this new season. And I pray that you would just show them joy. I pray that you would give them laughter and memories and new experiences with you. I pray that they would be able to see you even in the times that they might be feeling those anxieties. Um, or those coming against those new things, I pray that they would be able to just take it head on. And I pray that you would just bless them in everything that they do. And I pray that you would just give them an anointing that only you can give them, that as they walk into spaces and new places that aren't their typical, that they have been throughout their adolescence, that they would just be a light that shines for you and that they would change places anywhere they go. In your name we pray, amen. So let's give it up for our seniors, okay? And next up, I believe we have Keisha coming, right? Which she's got some good things to say. Hello, good morning. <laughs> um, so, yes, my name is Keisha Rosado, for those of you who might not know me. Um, I am a member of this church, and today I get the opportunity to talk to you a little bit about what it is that I do and that I get to do. So I work for a nonprofit organization called Youth for Christ. Maybe some of you might know that. Leah, you know it very well. <laughs> um, and I get the opportunity to be the independent site director for Campus Life, one of their ministries. So I get the opportunity to work there in the schools of independence. Um, and I get to serve and mentor uh, middle school and high school students here in the city. Uh, so a little bit of like history and like backstory about what Youth for Christ is. So Youth for Christ is a global Christian organization dedicated to reaching the youth uh, with the message of the gospel. And that is their sole purpose. Youth for Christ was founded in 1944. Um, it was established in the midst of World War II to provide spiritual guidance and support to young people facing the challenges of the war. Beginning in dozens of cities at, uh, at the end of World War II, YFC quickly became an organi and organized into a national movement. Billy Graham, for example, became the first like full-time YFC staff. 
Um, and that was amazing. I was looking at all the videos and everything and just his sermons. It was incredible and very inspiring. Um, and yeah, Bible club started to develop, uh, uh, clubs for students started to develop all of these things. And one of their key ministries that developed was campus life. So what is campus life? Well, we serve middle and high school students, uh, from 22 public and private schools across greater Cleveland. Um, and, this ministry combines healthy relationships with creative programs to help young people make good choices, establish a solid foundation for life, and positively impact their schools. But more than that, more than that, here's what's the, at, at the core of campus life. It is driven by a passionate desire to reach students who don't know Jesus and introduce them to his love and his purpose for their lives. Our after-school programs, outreaches, events, activities, building times, all of that have one purpose, and that is to transform their lives with the news of Jesus. Furthermore, as relationships are built and trust is formed, we strive to integrate these students um, in the larger church community, bringing them to youth group, youth camp, and all of that, um, Sunday services, and all of that. Kids now more than ever are bombarded by lies, lies that distort the purpose of God and why he created them and who he created them to be. So my heart is filled with a profound sense of purpose when I witness the transformative power of the gospel in the lives of these students. Seeing them grow in their faith and develop a personal relationship with Jesus, that is our mission. That is what we're all about. I started working at... Youth for Christ in October last year. Um, it was a great experience. I started um, just learning what it was about and learning what the City of Independence is about. And right now, out of all of the Campus Live sites that we have, the City of Independence is the one that most vocally supports Campus Life. Like, our there's a committee and an advisory board for what we get to do. Like, the principals are involved, the city is involved, the mayors are involved. Like, the, this is big. This is, like, amazing to see that they are so supportive of what our program is. They know who we are. They know we're a part of Youth for Christ. And it is so amazing that they, they're like, you know what, yes, our students need that. And uh, as I started working there and developing relationship with these students and Students get to know what our program is about, and, like, they've been there for a while, but, you know, there have been some transitions. So as students start to, again, feel more comfortable and to join us and all that stuff, well, I was there to be part of that new beginning. Um, as some of you know, um, in, by the end of last year, I uh, went back home to Puerto Rico um, to visit my family, and my mom had an accident. She burned her feet uh, on a fireplace, and it was devastating, and I had to stay there for around almost three months, and I wasn't sure what God was doing, what was going to happen, my job, everything, but God was faithful. Um, somehow, he kept my job, um, and I returned, right? When I returned, the first meeting that I had with the middle school principal he was like, I'm so happy that you're back. Like, we needed you. And the first student that saw me was one that I had been working with when I started in October. And he ran up to me, and he was sobbing. 
he was just sobbing. And he's like, I was praying for your mom and praying for you to come back because I'm going through it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. First of all, you were praying because <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> um, but that just showed me, wow, like, the fact that he was praying, the fact that he already started to, like, God, I don't know what's happening, but the fact that he also found an adult that he could trust in and confide in to share what he, was, what he has been going through, like his brother's in jail, his family situation is not good, all of these things. And he found that safe place in me, like he confided in me. And I was able to pray with him through that. And the principal saw this, and he's like, I am so happy that you're back because we need that. And that is what I get to do. That is what I get to do. And not only that, I have parents now. We, I'm telling you, I've only been working, like, it's October to December, and then these last three months since March. And parents are now emailing and asking, hey, how can our children join? Because they're starting to ask questions about God and religion and we don't know about that. I'm like, I know about that. <laughs> I know about Jesus. So they're asking. And now I get to plug students in into our programs. And that is what I get to do. That's amazing. And that is our mission. That is what is at the heart of campus life. Sharing Jesus with people so we can transform their lives. Sharing Jesus with these students so their families can be transformed. Because our purpose is much farther than that. Not only are we trying to reach these students to know Jesus, but through that, we reach their families. We plug them in into church. They start coming to youth group. Their families start coming. And we start um, just building a community of faith around these people that need Jesus and around these people so we can give them support and guidance. So how can you support our cause? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you because I know that um, Rockside Church um, does support our ministry monthly by giving, and we thank you a lot for that donation. Um, but first of all, it's prayer. <laughs> prayer, prayer, prayer about this area, the students, its officials, everything that we get to do. We won't be able to do it if there's not prayer involved. If God is not involved, we won't be able to do this. So we need prayer. And secondly, if you feel led to, with your time and your talents. That's exactly what you were talking about, with your time and talents. Right now, our Campus Life sites, we have two amazing volunteers. One of them is actually Ariane Redonda. <laughs> and um, it's actually amazing. Even, even the growth in our leaders by um, just spending time with those students and everything. Like, it's amazing. Like, you'd see her, and she's running around everywhere trying to get things done. So, no, it's amazing. It's amazing the growth for us, but it's amazing what we get to see in these students' lives. Um, as a church, we have been praying for a long time to God, for God to open doors. You guys have been praying for a long time for God to open doors in this city. And I believe that God continues to answer those prayers and has opened the doors of opportunity in our community. We have been faithfully praying for God to lead us to the hearts of young students and provide a way for us to share his love with them. And I believe that Campus Life can play a part in that. So if you feel led to or would like to know what volunteer opportunities look like, and I would love to connect with you and you can ask me questions. I believe that this is a beautiful chance to step out in faith and help us reach more students for Jesus and building trust that will enable us to invite them to our church family. 
In the hearts of young students, there is a deep longing for safe, mature, and trustworthy mentors. For adults who genuinely care and will guide them with love. And as followers of Jesus, we have been called to be those mentors and guides to pour out his love and share the message of his grace with people. And that is what our mission is about. That is what we're all called to do. Reach the lost. And for us, if, again, if you feel led to, we'd love for you to partner with us because these students are looking for people they can confide in. Like for me and my love, that was my mom. That was my grandma. They were faithful, godly women that mentored me and that helped me become the woman I am today and hopefully still becoming. <laughs> but they helped me. And for you, that might have been a parent, that might have been a, a grandparent, an aunt, or just a spiritual leader that really poured into you and cared about you enough to share the message of Jesus with you. And that is what we get to do, and that is what we're asking. Again, if you'd like to join us in that journey to share the message of Jesus and be those godly men that a lot of young boys need. There are a lot of people are having identity issues. Like this is our main problem. This is our main issue in the hearts of students. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they're meant to be. And their schools are not helping. The parents sometimes are not helping. What social media and the world tells them is not helping. It's creating more identity issues. It's creating more sadness and depression. So I ask that we stand in that cap and we lead these students and we lead these young people that need people that care about them. Because sometimes it may look all nice, like Independence is a beautiful city and you might not think that there is a lot of struggle, like the city is nice, the, the houses are nice, all of these things. But in the, on the inside, when you start to talk to these students, you're like, what is going on? Like, what is going on in your home? Your parents are not really, they don't really care, some of them. So we want to be there for them. We want to be that safe space for them. These young souls need us to be a light in their lives, to show them the way of Jesus through our actions, our words, and our unwavering support. By volunteering with Campus Life, we can become the mentors they yearn for, offer, offering them a safe space to grow, a listening ear to understand. Together we can be the hands and feet of Jesus, showing these precious students that they are seen, valued, and deeply cherished. We all have that one person in our lives, so let us be that person in their lives. Thank you. I believe next up is Rachel, Pastor Rachel. I'm so glad to be part of a church that cares about young people, that cares about the next generation, and doesn't just stay within the four walls of the church. We have an amazing youth ministry led by wonderful Pastor Leo. She disappeared. Um, <laughs> and we are reaching out into the community of independence where we are right in the heart of by God bringing Keisha to Rockside in this amazing, amazing story. Again, years and years of answered prayers. And now we're reaching into the schools in such an impactful way. Um, so my name is Rachel Wilhelm. 
I'm the next-gen pastor here, and that means that I get to oversee everything from birth to graduation. And we each have our different focuses um, and different priorities, um, or not priorities, but different focuses, kids, youth, and mm, community missions. Yes, it's missions. It's missions. It really is. Um, <laughs> your city is a mission field. Independence is a mission field. Wherever you live, mission field. Um, <laughs> but... It's important that they all work together so that when students get to that point of graduating, of entering into that next season of life where they're kind of more on their own, you know, depending on what path they take, they may be totally far, far away from family. They may be far, far away from home community. Um, But even if they stay in their own backyard, things radically shift. Things change. You go to college. You get jobs. You do all these things. And I and our other wonderful next-gen team, we are so passionate about making sure that students leave prepared. And that doesn't just start in high school. It doesn't even just start in middle school. It can start as young as tiny, tiny kids, making sure that they know who they are in Christ, that they know the God of the universe who loves them, who cherishes them, who fights for them. And it doesn't just happen automatically, okay? It doesn't just happen because they're in church. So we can't make that mistake. And because of that, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of intentionality that goes into kids and youth ministry. And we actually have um, eight goals that we believe will prepare people for graduation. So you may have seen that we have a banner in the kids' room or just outside the kids' room. We keep those in front of us at all time. We believe that by growing uh, intentionally in these eight areas that we will be able to prepare kids for having a thriving relationship with Christ that lasts lifelong. So number one is powerful in prayer. Just like prayer is one of the core values at Rockside as a whole, we want every child to know and understand the importance of prayer, that they would pray big prayers and know and see that God can miraculously answer. We want kids to be able to pray out loud. That's something that I wasn't comfortable with until I was an adult. Um, And it's something that a lot of people don't learn early on. But we want people to be able to pray out loud, to have a disciplined prayer life, and to know that they can talk to God anytime, any place, about anything. We desire that kids would know that they can pray for their friends at school, that they can pray for their personal needs, that they can pray on behalf of others through intercession and pray in the spirit. And we have been seeing our kids grow in this in such cool ways. Um, they, Whenever we do BGMC Sunday, which is our missions focus, they jump to pray. They all volunteer to pray out loud. These little six, you know, seven, eight-year-olds, they pray out loud. They pray in faith. They pray boldly. And they can even pray without prayer prompts yeah like sometimes we give them lists of things to pray for for the missionaries but they've been praying just they know what to pray for for missionaries that's incredible and it is their first response when something happens like when shale hurt her wrist in kids church their first response was to pray for her hello that's amazing I love that, that faith, that knowing that when something happens, their first reaction is to pray, to know that they can go to their Heavenly Father. I'm so grateful that we are growing in that. Second priority is responsive in worship. We know that worship is the well-worn pathway to the presence of God. And God, singular. (laughs) As kids leaders, we want our kids to know God's presence through worship, through praise, 
And corporate worship is a wonderful key to helping kids learn to live a life of worship, not just at church, but at home and at school and wherever else they may be as well. Number three is spirit-empowered. We know from the Bible that the Holy Spirit is the advocate, the comforter, the counselor. He brings conviction from sin. We want kids to be able to walk with the Spirit and have that, know that they have access to him from a very early age and know that he is there to help them. These are all things that we desperately need our kids to encounter from a young age in the schools that... that <laughs> that are so full of all kinds of things, the culture that is so full of all kinds of things that we need help. Number four is biblically fluent. We want kids to know the whole Bible comprehensively, without gaps, without uh, anything skewed from one side to another. To understand the Bible, this is something that I'm passionate about very much, to understand the Bible as one story of God's redemption the whole Bible is one. It's unified. It's not just a collection of random stories and things that don't make sense or things that don't have context. It's one story of God's redemption, a story that they are involved in. They are part of God's story. A child's spirituality needs to be marked by biblical fluency so that when they're adults, they continue to grow in knowledge and understanding. It grounds them. It helps them to understand truth versus untruth, which is vital. And it's crucial to cultivating their individual relationship with God. If you can't read the Bible for yourself, where's your relationship with God going to be? It's going to be reliant upon other people, reliant upon what you can get in little snippets at church, and it's going to be shallow. So we want people to be able to, by the time that they graduate high school, and definitely working on that long before that, to be able to read and interpret scripture for themselves. So I encourage curiosity in kids' church, and boy, does it pay off. <laughs> These kids are so engaged and so curious and asking amazing questions. Um, just last week, new kid, new visitor, she is, before service even starts, she is asking questions like, who created God? How old is Jesus? Are Jesus and God the same age? Did God create himself? What would have happened if Jesus hadn't come to the earth? Why did Jesus have to die? And wouldn't you know it, the Holy Spirit's really great. We were talking about the creation story last week. I love it. They ask such great questions. They are thinking, you can tell that they are thinking. And I love that. I want church, like Pastor Leah said, to be a place where you can ask questions, where your curiosity, you can let your curiosity fly, where you can think deeply and search for truth. Because when you search for truth, you find Jesus. Yes. And there's wonderful lesson retention, too. Like, I, they will bring up stuff that we talked about months ago. <laughs> I love it. So, and because we are passionate about um, making sure that we cover the whole Bible, our curriculum covers the whole Bible in one year, every year. Um, so far, we have covered Jesus' life, we've covered his ministry, his death and resurrection, the birth of the church in Acts, and we've just started at the beginning with creation, and we're going to be talking about the book of Genesis this month. So number five is actively serving. Every kid is looking for a place to belong, every person in general, searching to discover their self-worth, their identity. Who am I? Why am I created this way? And so why not find that at church? What better place to discover 
your unique talents, your unique giftings. We believe that God has created each person individually, on purpose, uniquely. We want kids to know that they have God-given qualities and personalities and talents and passions that God wants to use for, their glo- for his glory. This will give them a strong sense of worth, a strong sense of value, a strong sense of identity. It helps to cement the relationship with God through their daily activities. So good. Number six is bold in faith. Jesus tells us in Matthew 28 to go into all of the world and tell everyone about Jesus, which takes boldness. Boldness that all of us are still growing in, right? We're all still growing in boldness. Standing firm in truth takes boldness. Believing God for the seemingly impossible and obeying him when it's difficult, it takes boldness. And so we want kids to be able to practice that early on. We want to be a safe place for kids to reach out in faith. And we are seeing this in kids inviting their friends to church. Their friends are coming to church. And I love seeing it. Our kids are little evangelists. It is so amazing to see that play out. Number seven that we prioritize is giving selflessly. We know that just as Jesus did not come to be served but to serve, we are to uh, follow his model. We know that nothing that we have is our own, but it's a gift from God, not only to be enjoyed for ourselves, but shared generously with others. And we are seeing this again in our, in our BGMC, in our missions. Our kids gave over $1,200 to missions last year. Our little, <laughs> incredible. They even have, like, they got a plaque for it. And say, it's, it's displayed in the kids' room to remind them of the amazing thing that they accomplished. And they are growing and growing in that even more. I'm so excited to see how these kids turn into lifelong givers and goers and senders and those who are actively involved in the mission of Christ. And number eight, it wraps it all together, living like Christ, all of these things together in our daily life, not just in church, but consistently growing to be more like Christ in our words, our attitudes, and our actions. And guys, I just want to say, that our kids are so kind. They are so welcoming. They are so inviting. I saw that in an amazing way on Easter Sunday. There were so many new kids, but you would not have known that they were new because our kids just took them into the friend groups, took them into like their own own groups. They were not, uh, they were, they were so welcoming and inviting and felt like they had known them for forever. So I'm so proud of our kids for that. And so we want to continue to make Rockside a place for families, right? We want to make places where children can have safe, age-appropriate, developmentally appropriate ways where they can learn about Jesus, where they can practice being like Jesus in, <laughs> in a safe environment. And we do this, we're continuing continuing to tailor our spaces to be more uh, more better for kids and preparing for growth. We want to empower our families to reach their communities where we've got some community outreach that are kids focused that are happening upcoming. We've already seen um, wonderful community impact so far and now I get to brag a little bit on other people because I just want to say, Pastor Leah, you have done an amazing, amazing job. It has been so wonderful seeing you in the youth ministry space, seeing you pouring out your heart. 
to these kids. Keisha, it is so amazing <laughs> to watch the passion that you pour into the kids, the heart that you have, the burden that you have for this unique group. Because you, like you said, independence is this place that looks, you know, neat and pristine on the outside. But you see to the heart of what the kids needs. And I th- want to thank you for that. And I want to shout out all of our, our kids workers and our nursery workers and our youth team. Because without them, nothing happens. And I want to thank you guys again for your generosity and these fundraisers that we've been doing for camp so that we can send kids to this amazing camp where they get to experience Jesus in this amazing way. Um, And so to close, I want to bring a couple of prayer points to our attention. I just want for students to be able to grow in their discovery of who God has created them to be, to know that they know that they are God's and they're loved and that nothing can change his love for them. I want them to know how a relationship with God can impact every area of their lives. And I want us to grow as a church in being able to uh, pour into the next generation, to invest in the lives of kids and youth, so whatever that looks like, that God would just pour out resources to empower us as a church to reach our community, to reach into independence and and the neighboring communities that you guys represent. So we're going to have a prayer time in a little bit, but with that, that is all I have. Thank you. Thank you all. Man, what a refreshing highlight again just a snippet of what's going on in these different areas and again we are so grateful and thankful for answered prayers because even each one of those leaders are answered prayers to this season of what God is preparing for right we are preparing for growth we're preparing for who God is bringing to us to minister to walk alongside to create disciples who are making disciples and listen we need everybody we need all hands on deck No matter what generation you are, God is not done with you, all right? (laughs) If you got breath in your lungs, then God has called you uh, to be part of this. Whether you're praying, whether you're giving, whether you're volunteering, whatever it is, we're all called to be part of it. Amen? And so what I want us to do in our closing moments this this morning, if everybody would stand up, we're going to pray for our our leader. So Pastor Leah, if you'll come forward, Pastor Rachel, Keisha, and if you guys will just stand across the front and I want us just to take this moment and, and to pray for the, the leaders, right, the ministers, the pastors of these spaces. And again, we're thankful for the volunteers that are on each of these teams. Each of these teams could definitely use other volunteers, all right, whether you're praying or whether you're signing up, all right. And some of you, even today, maybe there's just something on your heart that you're like, you know what? I got some free time every so often to volunteer, to love on some kids. God has called us to give parts of ourselves away. And I'm so thankful for the season and who God has brought us in these women. They're all women right now, the leaders in these spaces. Thankful for that, stepping up and doing what God has called them to. But we need the men, we need the support, we need leaders on their teams. And so, again, if God's prompting you today, man, don't don't avoid that, all right? So let's do this. If this is comfortable, if you would just stretch out your hand, and we're going to pray for these women today, and uh, we're just thankful. So, Father, 
God, we just thank you so much for each one of these leaders. God, we thank you for the divine design, God, of bringing each of them here in the season that you have. God, we pray for their assignment. God, each one of them have a group of of ages of of students to impact. And God, I pray for fresh anointing. God, that you would pour out creativity. Lord, that as they spend time with you, as they're in the word seeking your heart, God, they will get a larger heart for the students that they're ministering to. God, I pray that they will have Holy Spirit creativity to be able to reach out and minister to more families, to more kids, to more youth in this area. God, we thank you that Rockside Church is a stewarding part of that. God, we want to be able to steward those students and the families, Lord, and support and come alongside them, Lord Jesus, as they grow and develop. Lord, we thank you. Father, we pray wisdom for each one of these leaders. God, I pray for their health. Often as a leader, Father, we'll have spiritual attacks. And so, Lord, we pray over each one of them, health and wholeness. God, you know the individual, just even heartaches, the things that they desire, the things, God, that they've been praying for that haven't even happened. God, you know each of those things in each of these leaders. And God, we pray right now that you would just be Jehovah Jireh. And God, that you would pour it out over their lives, that they would see the blessings of all the time where they sacrificed, of all the time where they were on their knees praying for students. God, I pray that they would begin to see the fruits of those labors. And God, we thank you. We thank you for the unity. God, thank you that this is your idea, this next-gen ministry. God, thank you that these women have just said, yes, they've stepped up and into this season. And God, we believe for greater. We believe for more. And so, God, we just thank you. And God, we give it all to you. God, as you've called these women to be stewards, God, give them all that they need in this season. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the students. We thank you for the young ones. God, thank you for these young ones that are learning the word, that are learning about who Jesus is and how much he loves them. God, thank you for the youth, God, that are growing, that are learning how to be missionaries. They're learning how to tell others about Jesus. They're learning how to deal with their own issues and come to Christ. Father, thank you. God, thank you that we can be a light into independence, into these homes, into these students who so need hope. God, thank you for answered prayer today. And God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do in the name of Jesus. We give you all glory, Father, in your precious name. Amen and amen. Can we just give God the glory this morning for all that he's done? Amen. Amen. Thank you, ladies, so much.